financial aspects of business is not always just uh, the money thing. You know, it's 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 more it's more than just that's who you're helping, what value you're giving, uh, what are you creating? And I think that's the biggest thing is like, what are you creating? You want to create things, you want to create, you want to change things, but in a positive way. You, you know, the way you want to impact things. Welcome back to Inside the Millennial Mindset. You are here because you know that every expert was once a beginner and their success started with a curious mind. Our goal with this podcast is to introduce you to the phenomenal individuals that are changing the narrative of what it means to be a millennial professional with their mindset and ideas in order to inspire and propel you to execute on your own visions and dreams. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Millennial Mindset. It's your boy Rico J. I'm joined today by Jason and also Rigo. Today, we're going to share with you guys an amazing story. Uh, we have Christian Ramos from Ramos Concrete. Not only is he an entrepreneur, but he also has an extensive background in digital marketing. He was also a gym owner and in graphic design. I'm extremely, extremely excited to share his story with you guys, so stay tuned. Rigo, how's it going, man? How you doing today? Yo, guys, I'm super excited to be here today uh, with the team and Christian Ramos. Uh, we have such an interesting story for you guys right now. This guy, like Rico said, has an extensive background in just the art of entrepreneurship, and it's going to be an interesting story. Jason, what's up, bro? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great, man. Had a cool workout, but I'm super excited to talk with you guys and just to introduce you guys who Christian Ramos is, man. I've, I met this guy this year, and I feel like I've known him for years he has an awesome story, and there's a lot of value that he's going to bring to us. So let's get this started. All right, cool. So Christian, my man, how you doing today? <clears throat> uh, good, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no, of course, man. We're extremely excited. And um, one of the main things that we talk about in this show is we like we like bringing to, uh, bringing to the light people that are doing great things, you know? And from what I hear... You're an amazing guy. You're quite the guy, man. And and, and you have extensive background in, in entrepreneurship, as Rigo said. Uh, you've been through the adversity of being a business owner. Um, from what I hear, you've gone through some things while in business. And from the previous conversation, man, just 10 minutes ago, we were talking about it. It does sound like you, you understand what it's like to be a business owner. You understand what it's like to be a millennial. And you understand that you're working hard, bro. You're working hard and you're not giving up. And, and even though you have a... a a business that you run with your family, you're still looking for other endeavors, man. And that's that is where we all relate in the millennial community as entrepreneurs. We don't know how to sit. We don't know how to stay put. We always want more, right? We always we have something and we want to we want to create something bigger than what we have. So what I would like to know, man, is is tell me tell me about your your background. Like where are you from? Like like let us get to know Christian Ramos. Like where where, where do you where do you start? I was actually born in Mexico. No way. What part of Mexico, bro? Uh, Guadalajara. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Are you a Chivas fan? Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So born yeah. in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, at what Mexico. age did you come out to to the U.S.? I was eight, but I turned nine here. So okay. Like so months in, I turned nine. So tell me this, man. What was your experience coming from from Mexico, coming from Guadalajara, leaving? I'm assuming family and friends out there, right? And coming to a, to what is, for a kid, a new world. What was that experience like, man? When you, when you touched down here, where, did you get to Oxnard? Is that where you guys came when you when you moved from Guadalajara? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's this is where we touched down, basically. Okay. All my family was here already. Okay, got it. Uh, all the older brothers and sisters. My dad had a second mm -hmm. family, and we're the second one. So, he uh, he got remarried with my mom, and got we it. had three more. 
Okay. And he's like, well, every, all my family's over there, so yeah. I'm just going to take you, you know, with us. Everybody's over okay. there already. So, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was completely different. They didn't even tell us that we were coming over here. I didn't wow. know. That's crazy, bro. It was just like, after school ended, it was just like, and what's crazy over there, like, we weren't born in the city. We were born in the ranch. Like, okay. yeah, there weren't even, there wasn't even light back then. When you were in the ranch, man, it was it was a very simple lifestyle, right? It was yes. work for what's enough, right? Yeah. All you guys are working for, all, all that you your family was working for is to have enough to eat. And it yeah. wasn't even enough money. No, it was like go out and, 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 you know, you had your sheep, I'm sure, your cattle or whatever it was. Yeah. And you had your animals and you would that's the way that you guys would eat. And exactly. you would grow your food. And, and it was a very different lifestyle. And it's crazy, man. I'm getting the chills just thinking about it, how, how different the life out here must have been for you when you were that in that position. I mean, you come out here and you go from being living in a very humble situation to now getting here and saying like, dang, I have to pay rent. Like my, well, not you, but your family's like, man, we have to pay rent for, I don't know whether you were staying in a room or in a house or whatever it is that you were staying like, wow, we have to pay rent for this now. Yeah. Like this isn't ours. We can't just buy it out. So I'm sure that was a uh, almost traumatizing to a point, right? Yeah, no, it, it, it was cause it was like, okay, now uh, the language barrier was another thing, you know, yeah. I was not speaking mm-hmm. English or any of that. Uh, and it was a big, a big shock. Cause it's like, okay, you guys going to go. We started like once we got here, the first school I went to was Parkview, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. r- like mm-hmm. right away. And for me, it was completely different. The school, just the school on its own over there. I used to walk to school. It would take me like 45 minutes walking Damn. to go to okay. school. And, you know, first grade, second grade. So I would walk by myself. It was yeah. like completely different. And everybody was just in one room. It wasn't like, you know, multiple teachers, none of that. Right. And this is this is back in Mexico, Back right? in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And when you come here and all of a sudden you go to a big school and you're like, you, you see Parkview and it looks like, you know, so confusing. You, yeah. You, you don't like, even though people know Spanish, mm-hmm. you still, you don't know how to, how can you relate to them? Correct. And, um, and as a child that came from Mexico, did you have any <clears throat> trouble blending into society here? Because, you know, uh, he, here in Oxford, we kind of have a melting pot of a lot of different, you know, yeah. people that come, that are immigrants that come from different countries. You know, we have Latinos, we have Filipinos, we have um, uh, whites as well. Yes. We have some Europeans that started coming more so recently, but there is like, there's a huge melting pot in Oxford. So it wasn't that common back uh, 20 years ago but uh, how did you blend in did you have any trouble blending in with uh yes it was actually what kind of saved it right there was that everybody had to wear a uniform but the way yeah, that it, you know everybody had to wear a uniform but besides that like you know they want to dress you you dress completely different and, yeah. and right. you can tell you're the 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 outsider yeah, kid yeah. you know they would just dress you with even the way that you wear the uniform, you didn't even know how to dress it. You know, people yeah. are like right. all hip and you know they they want to even when you wear a uniform, you want to wear a certain style because that looks cool. Right. And yeah. I didn't know that I would wear like probably oh, you know it's probably like the 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 kid. Yeah. That right. was there. So it was really hard. Uh, you know, but I got some cool people that I was able to meet, and uh, I got to meet like later on during the years. Like they still remember like oh you were that kid that that went to that school and yeah, yeah <laughs> it was pretty cool. When I went into martial arts, uh, my dad, he's like, I'm going to put you on there for six months because he's like, that's what I can pay for. Yeah. Because my little brother was going. He was already a black belt uh, when I joined. 
And uh, before you go on, you said that they put you. It wasn't your choice to uh, pursue anything in fitness or anything in uh, the physical arts. It was their choice to put They're, you in it. Yeah, they, it was their choice to okay. put me in it. I was doing wrestling before. I wanted to really do boxing. Yeah. But they said, oh, no, that's too hard of a sport for you. My mom. My mom okay. would say, oh, that's a, that's a really hard sport. I don't think you would make weight and all this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, whatever. like I wasn't picky. I'm like, whatever you guys want to, you know. Like I did like what I saw. Like, oh, they do all this crazy kicks and stuff like that. But I didn't like say, oh, can you put me in there or can you, I want. Like they say, oh, we're going to put you in there. So they, they, they're like, we already signed you up. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do it for six months. So at least you know. They put me in there so at least I can, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, for self defense, so oh, I can I defend see. myself. At least yeah. if they want to beat you up, you can you can <laughs> defend yourself. Yeah, but they didn't know that you already knew about madrasos, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and um, yeah. So they put me in there for the first six months, and I was doing really well. Like I remember, um, I was doing really really well. That the six months came came through. And my dad told the instructor, his name is Mauricio Ramirez from Twin Tigers. Okay. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yeah, Mauricio Ramirez, yeah. And the OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he asked him, he's like, hey, I, I won't be able to pay any any six more months. So they were training for state, and I would go to their practices. Because my little brother, he was going um, to state. He was like, he was in the state team. He was wow. like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good. So I would go, but not because I was signed up. I would just go to their practices. Yeah. And then I would, like, I'll do really, really well, like, in, 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 in practice. I'll do, like, my best. And at one point, uh, when he said, oh, you know what, um, I can't I can't pay it, uh, Mauricio came to us, and he told us, he told me, he's like, hey, he's like, this is what's, this is what's going to happen. He's like, you keep doing what you're doing here, He's like, and you bring me a report card from school, okay, and you don't have to pay anything. So yeah. this is what taught me not Damn. to not to quit. Mm-hmm. Was uh, the first tournament? I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do good, and because I was even fighting adults. I was 15, okay, and I was fighting all the adults, 18 to 32, and I was like, I'm gonna do good. So I faced someone like Jason. Just because I'm Asian doesn't yeah. mean. That. <laughs> yeah. And I got beat. I lost my first my first tournament. Wow. I lost my first tournament. Was that you, Jason? It's the UFO spot you. <laughs> probably my probably my brother. Yeah, it's probably your brother. Yeah, and and was what was crazy is that um he uh you know, I lost, and then uh, my mom was like, you see, it's not as easy, you know, throw, throw all that, you see, I told you so. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I told you so, you see, that's why Steven does this, and, you know, my, 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 my brother. Yeah. After that, I didn't lose in three years. Wow, uh, really? After that, that was, I tried, you know, I would practice, practice. Uh, my instructor would, like, he wanted me to break, he used to break records at Oxnard College for track. So I was running a, a lap, one lap, uh, I think it was like 54 seconds. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was like excelling just in, 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 in performance and I would just train from, f- after school we would go train 4.30 to, to, I wouldn't leave there till 10 p.m. So I would train, 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 train. Wow. And my uh, Mauricio, he, he like believed in me so much that he would put me in two different categories. And that's when... That's what kind of stuck to me, like, well, if he believes in me, why shouldn't I believe in myself? He's believing in me. And every single time, he'll be like, no, we're going to put you on this one. We're going to put you on this one. 
And I was fighting such in a, in a high level. I mean, I won state. I won nationals. Yeah. Uh, I won state four times. Damn. I won nationals okay. twice. And this was through the through three taekwondo. years? Four. I didn't stop doing. I started taekwondo when I was entering freshman. And I didn't I didn't stop till I was 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you were excelling. And I like that you share that losing and falling, which in business we see it as a... <laughs> first attempt in learning something right as a fail what people like to call a failure i don't see failures but mm -hmm. i feel as if that was kind of like a turning point for you that was kind of like your moment of hold on i just got slapped in the face life just hit me i need to get back on my feet and grow because a lot of people will take that and let that define them forever right a lot right. of people will let a yeah. failure define them forever That's so true but dude you had that that you had the heart of a tiger bro you had that that the heart of a lion, bro. Mm -hmm. The heart of a lion is what you had. You you were in there. You thought you were a badass. Yeah. You get slapped got, in the face. Got humbled down. Yeah, and boom, <laughs> you get humbled down. down. It's like, hey, sit back down, bro. <laughs> sit back down. Yeah. Like you need to you need to understand that you um, might be good. Yeah. My dude. dad has a saying, bro. Yeah, then this is one of my favorite sayings. <clears throat> Para cada chingón hay chingón y medio. Yeah. So you met your you met your chingón y medio, bro. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So so I think that's uh that's. Probably something that you still remember to this day. You use in business, right? I still remember that 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 after losing that, I was so disappointed, and then I go like, "How did that happen?" After that, I yeah. went back to the drawing board. He's like, "Oh, it's because you didn't throw any kick. All you want to do is punch. You don't win." But I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know." So, uh, it hold was on, hold a, on. You you said something, bro, and I want to touch on it. Something very very important. You said he told you, right? Which means that you had a mentor yes. and that you were coachable. Yes. You were willing to learn. You were willing to take constructive criticism, which is yep. key for anyone's growth, mm -hmm. whether yes. it may be in business or in a sport. Yes. You were you were coachable. Yeah, and I, and you also mentioned previously in this conversation that for 3 years after that, you didn't lose. Why? Because you were coachable. You listened to your coach and you did as they said and yeah. you continued to work. What were you doing? You were you were refining your craft. Yeah, right. Yes. You say also that you were out on the track. You were out training until 10 p.m. Yeah. Right. Every day you were putting in the, the work in, in and out. What does yeah. that show? It shows that nothing's going to happen overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That no, showed you nothing's going to happen overnight. No, it, it was a, it was a big process. And you don't even yeah. realize it. Sometimes you feel like you want to quit. Like we would train. It was a six month or seven months straight training uh, program. Was this training for a competition? Yeah, for state. And then you, if, if you qualify in state, then you get to go to nationals. Wow. That's how it goes. Damn. And uh, it was like the training. And I remember mm -hmm. once you starting to get like to the fourth month, you want to quit. You feel like your body just like if you're really pushing, you're really like serious about it. You feel like you want to quit. Yeah. And having that mentor that says, you know, one more, that extra that says you got to show up, just show up, just show up was a big change and i think that was like the breaking point because once you finish those four months after that you your body changes the way that it reacts yeah. the way it feels mm -hmm. everything you go through that through that mud the hard point where it breaks you and like you level up right absolutely you know you're like stuck 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 and you feel like you're going nowhere and it's just your body you hurts your pain you break through and then you're like you like oh wow like now i can do this what, what makes the story really amazing is the fact that you were able to create so much from coming from so little and even with all the blocks that you had in front of you, even with every time that you got hit in the face and you fell back, you fell back down, you were able to kind of build your way back up. And it looks like that was a lot because of the mentors and the people that surrounded you. 
So uh, before I chime in, I want to give a huge shout out to Twin Tigers, Master Ramirez for being a true master and seeing the potential in his pupil and pushing him behind the, beyond your own limits. That is what a true master is. So Chris, we see that in entrepreneurships, you definitely had a lot of ups, you had a lot of downs, and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship that there's always something that's cooking up. You're always privy to a lot of different ideas. You're always privy to using your past experiences to you know build other businesses. And we're right here in your office right now, dude. You have a pretty sweet setup. We see this big, uh, what would you call this? It's a big, uh, basic desk for, uh, for blueprints. For blueprints. Yeah. Then you have your computer set up pretty much for your designing. You have your blueprints right behind us, a whole pretty much stack of projects that you have worked on. So let's, let's hear about it, bro. I want to hear more about your contract, your, uh, concrete contracting business and more so how that is. Uh, affecting your life right now or how, you, how you're working or how you're uh, you plan on building this business uh, yeah so right now with the with the concrete business uh, we started growing it about two two years ago mm-hmm. um, and you know we've been implementing a lot of the the new techniques techniques that are in the market you know for me from a background of graphic design and, and doing the, the marketing uh, I had to implement new stuff uh, it's uh, my brother and I. My brother, he's been doing it for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he has experience. Mm-hmm. And he's just been doing like any other, like, you know, they, they do the work. They, they get the contract. They do the work again. But nothing to do with marketing or, ex- or, or having it on the internet or any presence like that. Because you did mention that this business had been in existence for pretty much uh, 20 years now. So you recently came into the business about how long? Uh, about two years ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago, yeah. So when you came into the business, it was already established, right? So was the business doing great? Where, where was the business standing before you came into it? Uh, it was actually not doing so great. I didn't know. I thought it was doing great. Uh, but I was actually working out on the field, like doing the labor work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was being successful and everything until it slowed down during uh, winter, November season. And uh, my brother came to me and says, hey, you know what? We're not doing so well. I don't know if this is going to keep going. And uh, he just offered me the opportunity. He's like, hey, do you want to learn some blueprints? You want to learn, you know, uh, the actual, uh, the internal part of it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he would go to my house. And uh, it was, I remember it was December. It was a whole month of just uh, intensive. He would go for six, eight hours. And it was just like formulas, uh, measurements, elevations. And I was like, well, what, what is this? But, uh, you know, we started doing some real contracts. It was like hands-on for me. So uh, I was very lucky to like, do actual work that we're actually gonna like we have an opportunity to actually get Mm -hmm. and that's where everything started everything just went up from there we uh he actually gave me the opportunity to put in a number on one of the jobs and they and they gave it to us Uh and um that was awesome so if you don't mind sharing with us not necessarily the numbers but uh you did mention that the business was at a negative when you joined it or it was uh, around the negative and you guys had that opportunity that you just mentioned right now. What was that opportunity? Uh, did, did somebody see some sort of potential in you guys or saw the potential in the business? Or how how did that uh, opportunity happen? Because now the business is obviously doing really good. You did mention us that you guys just had a record-breaking uh, number recently. And it's, it was a plateau that you guys had been working on for a while. So what was that opportunity that was given to you guys, if you don't mind sharing it? Uh, the opportunity was... Uh we uh we never got into a, a certain like threshold like mm-hmm. l- like um type of work it was always driveway small little projects mm-hmm. and uh 
we just branded every we rebranded everything we created new logo uh website you know perception perception is everything and in a business we created a uh, a story about how it, everything began with my brother and and mm-hmm. you know create an actual brand out of it and and then just show the brand to to the potential customer and they're like oh this guys know what they're doing because before it was just word of mouth and it was like mm-hmm. well do you know how to do it or do you not know how to do it and there was nothing to show for it they'll be like yeah i worked in, in big projects but never had a picture to show mm-hmm. for it or something on the internet or anything like that uh, the the logo on its own too it wasn't it wasn't appealing to what it is now mm-hmm. to compete with uh, the construction companies that are now today mm-hmm. so I think that was a big opp- the big opportunity they gave us was because of that presence and the mm-hmm. the credibility like I actually gave the company credibility with actually here's something you can see that we've done mm-hmm. and that's where the big opportunity came where the owners like hey you know what these guys know what they're doing and uh, they gave us the opportunity to start working from there, and it was just a domino effect from there. Gotcha. So, so one of the main things that you guys did to grow the business is really work on the perception of it, right? Do uh, some marketing in the back end and make the business look very attractive on the front end. You guys obviously already had the skills and the machinery and a lot of the, the, the flow of the business, but you guys just needed to modernize it, right? Uh, use pretty much the your millennial mindset your skills in background in marketing your background in marketing to take it to the next generation so you guys you said that you were working on a lot of small projects but i looked at your website dude it's, it looks really fresh you did you made your website you, you uh you built the website yourself right uh yes yes so everything that comes with uh marketing and branding um the whole look of it feel of it yeah mm-hmm. i i made everything from scratch mm-hmm. just to fit what our company is and um, I also want to ask you about your projects because some of the projects that you have right here, bro, they don't look like they're, you know, like you, you said that you had smaller projects, but these look pretty big, bro. It looks like you're working on some pretty, pretty big houses, some huge plot of lands in the Malibu area. I think I, I saw some Montecito right there, uh, some mountainside properties as well. These look like they're pretty big projects. And you said that you were able to... Uh, pretty much get these deals within the last year two years right you went from working on smaller projects to now working on pretty decent sized projects so what kind of tips can you guys can you give the audience that are looking to kind of take their business to the next level and if it was a change in mindset or more so a, a change in the flow of the business that you were working on i think one of the most important parts is that usually a lot of people have the skill but they don't have something to um, something to show for it, uh-huh. as in like, oh, here it is. This is what I've done. And I think it's just I know everybody's focused. Everybody that's old school or even new school. It's uh, yeah, word of mouth is very important. Mm-hmm. But you have to be in the internet. You have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You gotta use the social media. You have to include that. Even though you might think, oh, what's that gonna do with my business? It has nothing to do. It has a big thing because all it takes is one that one client to change your whole business. Mm-hmm. It takes only one client to see it, and then once you create something big, uh, you know it just follows to the next one because mm-hmm. you're able to create something. It goes by example. Oh, you did this one. Now you can do the next one. So I think it's just integrating, you know, social media. Uh, the internet uh, website, you know, create an actual story about your brand, about your, you know, how it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want something to to actually, if you want something to stand out, you gotta you gotta what dif- differentiates you uh, from um, from other companies, and what is it that you do well? Mm-hmm. And honestly, 
we don't really look at other companies as competition. We look at ourselves at our, at our own competition. It's like, what did we do last year? Now we gotta we gotta overpass that. Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta pass that. We gotta create new new thresholds, records for for our own. And mm-hmm. at the same time, when we're doing that, we're competing with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But we we don't even put that on the map. Mm-hmm. And and bro, just to put this into perspective, um, you know when the company took a hit and it was really low. You guys weren't getting jobs and everything. I just want to, because I've you've told me this before. I wanted, I want you to explain to our audience just how much of an impact you made as far as revenue on the company. Uh, yeah, when it started, uh, you know, it wasn't doing so well. So that means you know you can be at zeros. It's okay, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's what we learned that we can be at zeros and then you know go up to seven figures. Okay. You know, so you know. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that you took the company, you and your brother took the company, just two years ago, probably under two years ago, from being in the zeros, possibly negative, to seven figures. Yeah. That's six zeros. Six zeros. And a number in the front. And a number in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, respect, man, respect. Okay, so you 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 guys were able to take the company from zero to seven figures now and you guys just broke that trademark right now. i mean you guys just broke that threshold right now so what's next in the business for you guys what's that because that's a big that's a big number that every business wants to hit so what's next for you guys uh then the next is uh you know create the distribution uh i think one one of the main things is is we want to get to be known okay so we, we already have the practice on creating big projects uh, we want to be known like publicly. Okay. Uh, we don't want to take more than we can chew, mm-hmm. but yeah, we do want to grow. We want to, you know, increase uh, not just of course revenue, but we want to increase, uh, you know, how many people know about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many companies that you know they're you see McDonald's, they know who who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to be that company that if you need any service, you're like, oh, I'll just call that company because mm-hmm. they do good work, and and we always want to keep it like that. Our work mm-hmm. is always quality. Bro, you made a big impact on the company, like a, a huge impact. And I wanted to highlight something um, that's very, very important. You know, sometimes in life, you go into something thinking that you're going to be doing this. You said you were training before, and then you got into graphic design. And that happened for a reason, bro. You made a big change in this company. And this is a very important lesson. You know, you came into this company, and you made that big change. Two years ago, bro, you did that. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how did you feel or what lesson can did you learn? How did you feel knowing that, man, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be in graphic design. And then look what graphic design and social media got this company to be. That's what I'm interested in hearing. Uh, yeah, the path to what I'm actually very like, uh, like I said, I guess everything does happen for a reason. Everything does happen for a reason. Everything aligns and it's to what, you know, one of the things is the law of attraction. You know, I do believe in that. Uh, I, I, I do, you know, I do a lot, a lot of reading and, and everything. And I try to implement all of that. Yeah, man. You have a bookcase back here, and I do see a couple cool books right there. The Magic of Thinking Big, Thinking Grow Rich. What's that one right there? High Performance Habits. It looks like you pretty much stay in the success mindset or surround yourself with those big thinkers. Yeah, man. I, I, I try. I always try to have, you know, it's always the key to have some t- a mentor all the time. You got to have a coach all the time. Uh, Cause that's the way you'll be able to, you know, keep moving up. Mm-hmm. You know, you you. They always say the the the, the master will always uh, be a student, and the, and the student will always have a master. That's mm-hmm. that's I think yeah. it's it's the whole circle. 
and that's my belief and the way i feel is like yeah i'm very grateful and thankful like i i, I can't believe it like people tell me i try not to, like i don't really think about it like oh now we made this but i see it every single time i see it in 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 the workers faces or i see it in, in, in my brother's face or 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 my wife tells me hey, you know what we're, we're doing pretty good mm-hmm. we're doing pretty yeah. good you know and and that's where i do see i see my brother and and everything's calm there's less pressure and then i see my workers and we try to treat them as well as we can mm-hmm. and give them what we can too you know if it's you know a race whatever it is so we see it in their face and that's what we feel good and that's why i'm like man i'm, I'm thankful that i know how to do that mm-hmm. or i'm thankful that i can just do it so i think that the learning part of like knowing how to do graphics knowing knowing how to do that is i can do it whenever i want to do it right it's just me doing it with that being said though man let me ask you a question and this is the last question that i have for you if you could give someone a piece of advice just one thing what exactly would you tell them when it comes to business what is one thing that through your endeavors through your through your experiences and through your lessons learned that you would say is the most important thing that you've learned through uh adversity what what is what is the most important thing that you can share with someone looking into becoming an entrepreneur or looking into the business world? I say, um, like I said, uh, look for opportunity, not a guarantee. Uh, and I think when you do something, do something that you love, but do it with good intention. Like mm-hmm. everything that you do, it do it with good intention. How am I gonna help somebody? Because what you get back is is it's what you what you what you uh. Uh, what you put into it, right? You know what, what you what seed you plant it. So the seed that you plant is with what intention that you plant, because every action has a reaction, right? And you gotta make sure it's like a, it's it's a good uh, reaction back, you know, because you're gonna reflect that. You right. Know, you're you're a mirror. Whatever you do, it comes back. Mm-hmm. And and I I believe that that every single time I do it with with the thing to help and serve. And with that is is just a, a good intention. I never do anything with bad intention to to you know take advantage of people. Do it or no? I always want to create a win-win situation where everybody wins. Nice. And everybody has everybody has the right to win. And yeah. it's just you know just because the other person doesn't have the knowledge on the business aspect of it or or any of that, uh, it shouldn't be like yo I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get a, a 40, uh, 60 percent because I know more now. Right. But you know. I don't understand why you can't just teach that person or that that person is going to teach uh is going to learn um the aspects of business you know but the aspects of business is not always just uh the money thing you yeah. know mm-hmm. it's 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 more it's more than just that's who you're helping what value you're giving uh what are you creating right and i think that's the biggest thing is like what are you creating you want to create things you want to create you want to change things but yeah. in a positive way mm-hmm. you, you know the way you want to impact things you know, you don't want to motivate. You want to, you want to, I think one thing I did learn, I think it was an herbal life was like, oh, you don't want to motivate. You know, you, all they do is motivate. You get motivated, motivated. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing, my thing is like, uh, instead of, uh, it's, uh, what's the word? It's like, how can you impact somebody, yeah. somebody mm-hmm. instead of motivate? If I impact your life in a certain way, it's the impact will create more than a motivation. If I read you a quote, read you a book or read something that I read and I'll just motivate you like, oh man, you can make this amount of money and this and this and this. But if I can impact and change and change something that like, well, I can do that because he did it or he wasn't this, you know, um, and I always don't try to, don't ever try to compare your situation to anybody else's. That's, right. that's because you're, you're willing to get disappointed. Yeah. 
you know, always compare with what, what are your skills? What are you good at? Right. You know, because what I did learn is it, there's money in everything. Yeah. There's money in everything. If I say, oh, don't be a, don't be a writer. Don't be a, po- a poem writer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to write poems. But guess what? If you're the best at it, people are going to come to you and pay you enough money for you to teach them how to write the best poem. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. You know, yeah. people that have money, people that can invest in that. Right. So that's what I learned. Do the do what you love most and just, you know, practice. Yeah. And, you know, this just brings back to what you were saying earlier about how your I believe it was your parents that said, you know, if you're going to do something, do it the right way. You know, yeah. and, and that's exactly what showed through your childhood to now. There's this one thing that you told me a while back, and I want you to share it. I'll, tell, I'll say it right now, but it's the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I don't think it's because it's luck. It's just you make it. It, it becomes uh, practical. Yep. Because of repetition. It's like walking. And uh, Chris, I think uh, all of us can agree that we really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and really dive into your story. Most of the time, people see... You know, they see the they, they see the pictures that are taken at the end of the red carpet, but they never see the journey or the struggle that came across it. And you have a very interesting story, at, like, and, and your background really speaks volumes about how you can come from very little and through your own hard work and determination, you can make a lot out of it. So with that, I have one more question, bro. Okay. Anybody that wants to reach out to you, bro, because I know we have somebody in our audience that is going to be, they're, they're going to relate with your story. They're going to say, you know what? That's me. I went through the same struggle. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, you know, just to ask you for some advice, just to chat it up with you, where can they find you, man? Uh, they can find me on my social media. Instagram is uh, C underscore Somar. So it's C underscore S-O-M-A-R. And uh, I mean, if you want, you can go through my business website, which is uh, Ramos Concrete, which is rconcrete.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mostly through my social media, just send me a message. You know, uh, uh, I'm not all the time on there, but I'll try to get to you. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Christian. We truly, truly appreciate you being on the show. As Rigo said, um, it's been amazing, man. It's been truly amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I see that you have a lot of passion in you and it shows it, it radiates from you, bro. You're passionate about life. You're passionate about what you do and you're passionate about not only making money, but helping others. And we can see it, bro. Thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, thank you for allowing us to, to come into your office. We appreciate it. Millennial Mindset, there you guys have it. This is Christian Ramos. As he said, if you guys want to follow him on all his social media platforms, he goes by C underscore Somar. Until next time, guys. Peace. Thank you, thank you guys. Later. And I just want to tell you guys again, a reminder that this is Millennial Mindset, but we do not just cater to the millennial community. We cater to everybody out there that embodies a millennial mindset. So if you got that millennial hustle, you got that millennial spirit, this show is for you. It doesn't matter whether you're five years old or whether you're 45 years old. Right here, we're gonna bring inspirational people that are gonna share their mindset and are gonna inspire you guys because they're doing it here in our own community. Thanks for chiming in, guys. Peace.